0: Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster Ladies and gentlemen, it is only fair freestyle. in our democracy filibuster to do a Democratic freestyle. National Convention recap with Ann Kennedy Sullivan. Because you're on the filibuster freestyle, it's your buddy Gavin, and on the phone, my buddy, oh, the great girl. Ann Kennedy. Sure and by the way, that sound you're hearing? Is actually Bane, and that's hilarious. So what we did tonight, because Anne, first of all, how are you, Ann? Good to see you. Doing great, yeah. Great to be here. Okay, so we're trying something new tonight in which I'm actually using my MacBook, my MacBook Air to record versus my iPhone. We're flipping it, and I had to play the theme song off of SoundCloud. I just uploaded both the filibuster Freestyle intro and outro songs onto the SoundCloud page. So if anybody wants to hear it without me talking over it, 22 seconds of glory on both ends. You can feel free to do that. But that being said, how's your week been since the Democratic, Sorry, since the Republican National Convention ended last week? Um, well, it's been sort of a life in the day in the life of maternity leave. A lot of the days are the same. You don't sleep
1: a lot. You stay home a lot. Um, you know, it's cool. It's very calm. I'm done school, so.
0: Yeah, congratulations again on your master's. I was listening to our, our show from last week, and I... I kind of glossed it over when you mentioned that you had more free time to watch stuff, but just because I glossed it over doesn't mean I don't care. And I think that's fantastic that you are a master of science I, or arts? My
1: maester, uh, Maester Sullivan
0: of science,
1: actually, which is very
0: far-fetched for me. Me too. I'm also a maestro of science and hilarious because I'm a history major, and I believe you were too, if not politics. I, yeah, yeah, I was. Oh, lordy, lordy. Okay, anyway, so couple things Democratic National Convention we actually uh, gave it all four nights last week we missed the Donald speech but I think we all knew what he was going to say and it just took a little bit longer than usual to do so um, why do you okay so we're going to play a game first and the game is and by the way filibusterfreestyle.com is where you can leave comments at Gavin Viana on Twitter and what's your handle on Twitter real quick oh, geez, what is my I think it's thing? at Hopper B uh, Hopper Hopper, Hopper B twelve, B, one, so H O P P E R letter B one two. I know the twelve is for you being the twelfth of your siblings, <laughs> out of twelve. What uh, what's the Hopper B, or can you talk about it? Are you... Hopper B was a nickname
1: that followed me around for uh, some years. Actually, some of my family still call me that.
0: Excellent. Okay, good to know. I like it. Fun facts on the filibuster freestyle. Lots a lot of F's. Speaking of a lot of F's. Let's before we get into the, to the convention, I came up with a little game for us. It's and it, it comes from this year's two candidates. Um, I have a little bit of an unofficial sponsor of my, or I like guess standard, excuse me, in which I ask myself when somebody's running for president and they're nominated by their major party, do I believe that candidate X is more qualified for the job of president of the United States than anybody I personally met in my life? Okay, and that is at the time of their candidacy and how old I am during that time. So, for instance, Ronald Reagan is gonna have a lower standard to pass than, say, Barack Obama, frankly, because I know more people later in life than I did when I was like eight. Okay, of course, yeah. Okay, so have you thought about the candidates and the eventual presidents since you've been alive? And have and, and you, you thought about which, which ones you, you would be or wouldn't be okay with in terms of meeting that criteria? I have given it some thought. Okay, so let's start. I'm a bit older than you. When I was born, actually, Jimmy Carter was president. I literally don't remember that, so that's not even up for debate. Okay. Right. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, even now when I'm watching the show Narcos on Netflix, double unofficial sponsors of the week. Narcos, and Netflix, a.k.a. Netflix and chill. Just saying, whatever. Um, (laughs) I guess Tinder should be the third sponsor then because that's the home of Netflix and chill. Anyway, Ronald Reagan still appears intelligent to me when I hear clips of him because I was like between the ages of like one and like eight when he was president. So Ronald Reagan always seems smarter than uh, all the people that I've ever met in my life in terms of being prepared to be the president of the United States. I'm going to give him... Pass-fail, he gets a pass.
1: He gets a pass for me, too. And the fact that he is nicknamed the Great Communicator might have something to do with it, given that he literally trained and had a professional career
0: being in front of the camera. Correct. What what he was meant to do. One of the best lines of Back to the Future is when Dr. Brown asks Smarty McFly, who was president in 1985? Ronald Reagan. The actor? Get out of my house!
1: (laughs) And (laughs) who does he say is Secretary of State? (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh man, I forget. Like I, I suppose, like That's a good line. yeah, it's really good. I believe it's an actress's <laughs> name. And he's like, I suppose she's the Secretary of State. It's really good stuff. Um, all right, so we both can we can both can rely on Ronnie Reagan. I don't believe. I mean, I don't remember Walter Mondale's mole the wall. Let's not even go there. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm younger than you, so I I got not. Okay, so let's go to the eighty-eight ele- uh, The eighty-eight election. You've got George H. W. Bush, and you've got Michael Dukakis governor of then governor of massachusetts i will I was, was yes i will once again i'm going to give both of them the benefit of the doubt that like i believe that george hw bush is an incredibly smart man uh i'm pretty sure that if if anything else besides being incredibly liberal michael Dukakis was a learned scholar if you will so i'm going to give him and He's i was of, of the great state the commonwealth of massachusetts so I would give both Michael Dukakis and George H.W. Bush a, a pass on smarter than anybody at the time that I knew in terms of being ready to be president. And obviously, Michael Dukakis didn't get the chance. So I'm going to give George H.W. Bush a check, a check versus, you know, a one versus a zero. Are you in? All uh, right. Absolutely. I- All right. And then so he goes up against, you know, love him or hate him, Slick Willie, Bill Clinton, who was lit- literally a Rhodes Scholar. Yes. So I'm going to go again. Pass. Pass. Pass.
1: From 92 to 2000, yeah. So, I'm from the age
0: of seven to 15, so yeah, for sure, right? Yeah. So, again, this is biased against our ages, too, because we again we, we've expanded this. So, I would say starting in 2000, it's when it gets interesting. So, I would say Al Gore, yes, and frankly, and I listen, everybody, I get it, I hate George W. Bush, I just do, it's my thing. I don't like him, though, because he's the first president that I thought, I know people smarter than this man. And if he wasn't the son of a really, really smart man, a really, really smart lady, and he was kind of like their junior varsity son who somehow jumped Jeb in line because of charisma, and believe me, I love me some charisma. But I would say, for me, he's the first president that we've had that I think, I know people who are more prepared to be president than he is. Fair enough. Do
1: you happen to have a list of any of those particular give them
0: a shout out on the podcast i don't know i would say like (laughs) i would say like three of my history and government professors at clark university drew oh drew mccoy okay my advisor drew mccoy he more qualified in my mind to be president than george w bush except that he didn't have a war chest full of money and his dad wasn't president first and that's cool i'm all i'm all good so do you have anybody in your mind you went to dartmouth mind you but you weren't there yet
1: Of my youth. I mean, I was
0: in high school. Okay. So, but yeah. weak, would you say we weaker candidates on the scale of cranium power? No doubt. Okay. Okay. So then we get to 04. You have already talked about Bush. You know what? I mean, I'm gonna prove to people how fair and balanced I am. Not a huge John Kerry guy either. And in fact, great story, great story. Because this time I don't have to go outside of my own family. To talk about somebody who I think is a little bit smarter than John F. Kerry, okay? Back when she was in law school, my Aunt Nancy, Doug Brown's mother, had a, a mock trial or a debate, whatever, in law school against one John Kerry and defeated him soundly and roundly. Aunt Nancy's smarter than John Kerry. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Props to Aunt Nancy. Okay. So now we're moving through the years. We're getting to 08. I would, I would have said for a long time that John McCain was super prepared to be president. And he, he was. But I'm going to get my dig in at least once tonight. He picks mm-hmm. Sarah Palin for running mate. That was not smart. No. No, it wasn't. I still give him a check. I, just, I,
1: wonder, I still wonder what pressure was
0: brought to bear. Did she end up the right? I just don't understand how he caved. That's all. The Straight Talk Express was not very straight talky that day. Or
1: was he with? time like catering to this populist wellspring that donald trump is
0: digging into. well just like what was happening because that would have put him like 10 years ahead of true Obama. but just like mike huckabee if you're too early you're still wrong so oh that's true anyway all right and then i'm gonna say and you know i just i mean i think Obama's a pretty smart dude i mean a lot of people would say guy spent eight years in congress and senate maybe um if not less than that Probably wasn't super prepared from a work standpoint, but clearly a smart dude. He's got some Harvards on his degree, resume. Um, You know, in my mind, I would certainly put him ahead of John Kerry. I would certainly put him ahead of – well, I don't know. Aunt Nancy's never had a debate (laughs) against him. Aunt Nancy's undefeated. Sorry, Aunt Nancy. You're good to go. Anyway, I'm cool with Obama. That's my deal. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
1: spending time with President Obama but I think that a lot of his presentation has a lot to do with why people think he's so intelligent like he, he, sometimes I just think that content is lacking but that sort of thoughtful air and the way he presents um, it's almost a little calculated to me
0: and again I
1: disagree with his policies on so, so many issues that I tend to think that I don't, I don't want to say it's a lack of intelligence, perhaps a
0: lack of common sense. I, so I, I find him coming up short on some levels. Okay, fair. Okay, and that brings us, brings us well, that's fair, we can disagree on the filibuster freestyle, but that's okay. That brings us to this election. Um, because, I mean, Mitt Romney, smart dude, whatever, kick-button business, I have no beefs at Mitt Romney, He did a great. he did a great job as senator, sorry, governor, of the oh Commonwealth of Massachusetts. He started Obama- Obamacare. <laughs> yes, before Obama knew. He, Romney, carried it up and then decided that that wasn't what he did, even though he definitely did it. And it definitely has worked in Massachusetts. Just I get that it's 6 million people versus 350, and I was using that argument you know, last week a lot for Trump not being able to turn around America. So I'll, I'll give it that caveat. But Mitt Romney literally invented Obamacare, backed away from it. <laughs> But I mean, did a good job as governor in a very red state as a very blue person who got bluer as he as he aged. I'm going to give him the pass too. So now let's get again, let's get back to 2016. I'm giving Donald Trump, uh, I've met everybody in my life who I've ever met. <laughs> is going to be ahead of this this yeah. absolute <laughs> jet alone.
1: So they brought on some advisors, or maybe just went and asked somebody they thought was well informed counts as being smarter than Donald Trump.
0: Correct. So. And Mike, Michael Bloomberg summed it up well, and we'll get to that later. But <laughs> let's enjoy let's let's elect somebody who's sane and competent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who has international experience. There, yeah. I love it. Um that was well played on his part. It was. And I love that Michael Bloomberg. And all I'll say is this: Lover or don't love her. I do think that from a standpoint of acumen and experience, not listening to the sound of her voice, not listening to her policies, and not listening to the litany of things that she may or may not have broke, done to break the law over the years, <laughs> I would say that Hillary Clinton has the acumen to do this job. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that anybody who's managed to
1: evade the law, as long as she and her husband have, has to be pretty darn bright, so...
0: I mean, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. They've been making it work. All right, so that's good. It's a little fun game there. Thanks for playing along with me. And it sets the stage for what I kind of think was a little bit of a, I want to say it wasn't as fun to watch this convention as it was to watch the RNC. And I think the answer is because, ah, like the crazy is boring, more boring. And they, I don't know, they do, they do better with technology and stuff. So it's, there's more videos and like things that are polished and less like just, and, and then Scott Bayo wasn't there, which is so sad. <laughs> and so anyway, um, all right, yeah, let's I agree in that the, the element of like the unknown just wasn't there. With, with the RNC, it was like anything could happen. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's get into it. How much of this did you get to watch? Did you get to watch a little bit every night?
1: bed when my child goes to bed, more
0: or less, so I caught up. Totally fair. Okay, good. Well, listen, I'm glad that you were able to catch up with it. Um, so the first thing I noticed, this is Monday night, it's 6.13 p.m. in the East, the first person I see speak is Representative Nita of the Democrat from New York State, 17th District of the House in New York, excuse me, White Plains District, and what I noticed right away, and this is definitely the theme of the first two, if not three nights, is Anybody without any charisma or star power is fighting an uphill battle of chanting Bernie bros and Bernie supporters. I mean, it was Bernie's night or two the first couple of nights for sure. Will you agree? Oh, they were not going to be close. Definitely. Plenty of energy there. Unbelievable. Um, okay, so I feel like the other thing is that if, if, if you're ever going to have a city in which you could lose the crowd as a speaker to people just booing you for the hell of it, it's Philadelphia. You know. <laughs> Like not she a great, away in the moment, not yeah. a great city to have a kind of a disputed um, nomination process. If you're in the city where they snowballed Santa Claus and threw batteries at like their opponents at the vet. It's I'm, true. But were, there any, were there any like locals at the convention? Like, could a local just like buy a ticket and go? I'm not sure. We're actually gonna we don't get. Really know about- the good news is after after we're done with you tonight, we're going to get Dan O'Brien on. He's been in Philly this whole week because he lives there. He's going to report on things like that. So, well, oh. you have to tune in to find out. And <laughs> uh, all right, so any, all right, let's. Do you have any takes on this whole email WikiLeaks scandal? Takes on it. Um,
1: well, in terms of, do I
0: think that? No, like, this, the, the, the the fact that it sounds like the Democratic National Committee just railroaded this thing from the get-go. How do you feel about, like... Well, it was
1: interesting. I feel like they, the ball, they bottled the ball early, with the whole Debbie Wasserman Schultz is not going to be around, she's not going to show her face, because she was in on kind of, uh, screwing over Bernie from the get-go. Yeah. Um, I thought they handled it really well, like, like, in terms of the presentation, the convention went off without a hitch, like people stop talking about it by, like, Monday night. Correct. Know? Like, they would on to the next thing. So I think they did a good job handling what was a, un, like, the timing was perfect if you
0: wanted to kind of try and throw a wrench in the works. Correct. They, they, well. Do you think um, part of that is because Bernie kind of just said, listen, guys, no one's more pissed off than I am, but guess what? It's over.
1: Yeah, he had a huge role to play, and, I don't know what kind of leverage they put on him to play it. I, if I were him, I would have gotten everything that I could from
0: it personally and then gone along with a smile on my face. I but, could see like, him as Secretary of Education. Something like that. Right? Because from I could see feet. him trying to ram home this like middle-class college is free thing. Right, Um, yeah. Which Except you might... Which you, from the yeah, co- I could see that. Correct. Um, okay. Really quickly, back to like earlier in the night, the New York congressional delegation all comes out at once, and Charlie Rangel. First of all, Charlie Rangel, how do you still have a job? Talk about somebody who can evade corruption charges like like the Wizard of Oz, Charlie Rangel. Good for you. Number two, Charlie Wayne Rangel comes out like in a Nantucket baby blue like leisure outfit. And number one, how is he still wrapped? And like I said, number two, weirdest looking body I ever seen on a congressman. And I'm sorry, Charlie Rangel. But you shouldn't wear like a Nantucket leisure suit if you don't want me commenting on things like this. I'm just saying. We could take a whole sidetrack
1: into convention outfits and, and garb and
0: gear, but we could just stop at Charlie Randall. Charlie, you know what? It starts and stops at Charlie Wrangell. Um, <laughs> very interesting Very interesting thing Monday night. Uh, Adriano Espilat, pardon me, sir, for ruining your name. Uh, The first Dominican-born elected U.S. representative. He also is the first undocumented immigrant to become elected to Congress. And my favorite part was when he said, take that, Trump! (laughs) Real nice. Love it. Um, So Bernie Bernie fans just losing their mind all night, all night. Um, And we start hearing the first of what is a repetitive theme Donald Trump, we don't build walls here. We tear them down, which is actually an homage to Ronald Reagan uh, and tearing down the Berlin Wall. Excuse me. Um, did you feel that – well, two questions. One, did you feel that it was uh, a decent strategy for everybody to take their shots at Donald Trump? And my second part of the question – If little weenies, and I'm sorry, everybody, you're more important than I am, but are speaking on Monday night, does it even matter if they're taking pot shots at Donald Trump?
1: Well, they they do have to say something. Um, No, I think I was perfectly fair. Last week was Hillary bashing fest, so I think that it was to be expected, like a decent balance of kind of uh, pro-Hillary. And I mean, something that's red meat for all the Bernie people, too, is to just brand, like... (laughs) rip on trump and when you're dealing again with that sort of uncertainty early on like with all the bernie people still kind of at full steam i think it was a smart
0: move correct um my my i'm gonna go pretty quick here for a minute uh jim kenney mayor of philadelphia of course his first line is yo pennsylvania (laughs) (laughs) of course it is naturally just pandering to that rocky crowd um Little known fact: I didn't know that Governor Daniel Malloy of Connecticut um, apparently was considered like learning impaired slash borderline like mentally challenged as a child. Apparently, he couldn't tie his shoes until like fourth grade. He was bullied, and then because people believed in him, he's now of course went to BC and obviously he's the governor of Connecticut. Uh, interesting backstory there. That's all. Uh, that's props. Yeah, to, I props to him. Yeah. Props to him. Marty Walsh, Mayor of Boston, comes out and says. My name is Marty Walsh. I'm an alcoholic. Also, didn't know that he was a recovering alcoholic. Um, Not know that either. And he he obviously has the most quintessential Goodwill Hunting Boston accent possible. You think he like that's a little bit of his like shit? Do I think he, do I think he's he a ham? Back. Do I think he's Ham I don't know. Marty Walsh is pretty like town machine. Like he got elected because he like owned the labor unions. Uh, you yeah. know, sorry Marty, don't own them. But he came up in the he came up in the unions. The unions gave him a second chance, uh, getting his life together. I just think he's got that real accent. I'm sure he lays it on a little thick, because it's kind of his deal, yeah. you're right. Um, I,
1: I, I dig it. I hope it's real. I just, as, as a fellow uh, Bostonian, well, Walpole, sorry, but
0: um, just wanted to get your, your uh, informed opinion. No, it's, it's, it's legit. I, I mean, he may, you know, I, I think, again, I think he lays it on a little thick, but The problem with the Boston accent or any accent is that if you don't actually talk like that and you're trying too hard, it comes out. And for him, I feel like it's just like he's a real Boston hooligan, like in the best way possible, of course, Marty. In the good way, yeah. Yeah. Very gubernatorial. Correct. So let me ask you this: Did you enjoy? This is one of my favorite parts. Was a lot of things that Donald Trump says, they would find ways to say what he says and then say the opposite about him. So, for instance. Senator Bob Casey of Pennsylvania says, the man who wants to make America great again doesn't make anything in America. in homage to all the stuff that he makes overseas to sell to Americans from his company, his Trump line. Um, What are your thoughts on that? I think it's fair, fair game. I think it's
1: clever. I like it. I mean, the best way to take somebody down is to literally take what they've said and kind of highlight the absurdity.
0: Correct. works for me. Correct. Um. Did you see Sarah Silverman get into it with her own Bernie supporters? Holy cow! Oh my that uh. was my favorite night. That was my favorite part of the first night. Was the Sarah Silverman
1: and the and their super super awkward um, uh, interactions with Al Franken? I felt like like the timing
0: was off somehow. Like they were waiting for I don't Paul Simon to be able to play. Yeah. Even. Number one, Paul Simon. We're gonna get to him in a minute. <laughs> way, to, way, to, way to not help the situation. Number two, no, there was nothing helpful. Happening. I don't think Al Franken and Sarah Silverman like each other, and I they didn't get their feel. They did, and they clearly were pulling hard for the opposite candidates. Right, and they clearly brought her out to be like, let's make the pivot to Hillary. You know, like she's an unabashed Bernie supporter. She says as much. Um, she, you know, the hardcore the hardcore Bernie people are now suing her. Uh, sorry, booing her, excuse me. Um, right. she ended up yelling or ending the speech with <laughs> Baba Booey. <laughs> she li- like that? she's like she literally ended with like booya baba Booey, <laughs> which is from Howard Stern kind of but oh, then okay. but then as she was getting booed by burning or bus people she told she called them all ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous this does not make
0: ridiculous. this did not make the Bernie bros happy no <laughs> um, nothing was going to make them happy no and the best part was they figured oh we'll, we'll bring Paul Simon out he will make this better because he'll sing Bridge Over Troubled Water and it will be a bridge from Bernie you know Bernie supporters to Hillary two problems a, go ahead yeah too far if you'll forgive me but anyway maybe even a bridge to nowhere to give Sarah Palin some credit for once um Yeah, I agree. And great line. A bridge too far on a bridge over troubled water to bridge the divide. Here's my issue. Um, One, Paul Simon and his band couldn't get ready on time and therefore made it worse. And then honestly, to quote Randy Jackson, he came out a little pitchy dog. Like He sounded sounded as bad as he now kind of looks. I actually think that after the Grim Reaper drove Bob Dole around the trunk of his car last week, he picked up Paul Simon, stuck him in the trunk, and drove him to Philadelphia in the back of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, just the shadow of his former self in terms of the, the presentation. Like, it's just, he's not what he
0: once was. Correct. Okay, fun facts about Elizabeth Warren. She's from Oklahoma, had no idea. Went to community college in Texas, had no idea. Her dad was a janitor, I had no idea. Did you know any of these? I no idea. I got
1: nothing.
0: All right, so finally, I'm going to fast forward. Bernie, Sa- Bernie Sanders comes out, and I would say he may have gotten a five-minute standing ovation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and I miss Michelle Obama. She crushed it. Boom. I Michelle, mean.
1: Yeah, I, I saw her like, as I was getting ready. She was the last person I saw that night.
0: I mean... And
1: he, she was wonderful. I mean, again, I, in terms of her and her husband's policies, I'm not a fan, but I thought she was great, and
0: did a very nice job. Charisma for Days, and I believe as um Bill Maher may have said, that that speech is gonna be so great in 2024 when Melania Trump gives it. Someone <laughs> <laughs> had to go there. You know? Um hilarious. The so jokes any- right So anyway, um I again props to him. He had 2.5 million donors, making eight million donations, and of course they averaged $27. Um yeah. Talk about, you know, the the sum of all parts, you know, whatever, that that old chestnut. Raising all boats, even. I don't know. I'm flustered. Getting all kinds of metaphors of working at you. But let's just for a minute now, because last summer you were on, or maybe last fall, and you were talking about the fun that it was going to be with characters at the time you said, like Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And honestly, they were... Two of the final three people, and Donald might win this thing. So how do you we, – we, I understand where Donald's base comes from. How do you think a guy who's, I believe, 75-ish captured the hearts and minds of, of like the – I don't want to say tweens because tweens can't vote, but you know what I mean, like the youngest of the young? Uh-huh.
1: economy where it's not that easy to just go and get an awesome job and make as much money as you want to make to live the kind of life you want to live like for people who are graduating with a bunch of debt and living at their home with their parents like bernie's line sounds awesome you know like they've never paid taxes they've never like lived that part of like how okay how are we going to pay for all this free stuff
0: right they've Like, oh, if Bernie's
1: elected, I'm going to be able to move into my own place and not have to live in my parents' basement. I'm going to have a car. I'm not going to have student debt. And everybody's going to live happily ever after. Like, of course they're going to vote for it. Like, they've never dealt with the the flip side of it, you know, the bill that comes
0: due. So isn't, and again, I wasn't planning on asking this follow-up question, but isn't that kind of like the nirvana that Donald Trump is promising to old, scared people? I mean, he's promising vastly different things, but he's basically promising another world that is expensive that cannot exist.
1: Yes, I completely agree, and that's part of the reason why I will not vote for him, is both sides of the aisle this time around are just promising, oh, the government is here to give you everything you need, and...
0: I don't trust that line at all. I just think it's unrealistic. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know what is realistic? Moving on to night two. Okay, number one. It was kind of the Elizabeth Banks show. Actress, apparently director of Pitch Perfect 2, Elizabeth Banks. A handsome woman, a smart woman. I believe she's a UPenn grad. Really like her work. Didn't know how political she was, and that's totally cool. Um, She references her early career. And the health advances that Hillary Clinton made in the 90s and banks having to go to Planned Parenthood for like checkups because she had no health insurance. That's fine. I get it. Um, and then she kind of starts with all these videos, which the theme, there were so many videos that the Democratic Party is clearly doubling down on they got to get these Bernie millennials. They're going to make as many two minute memes and videos and vines as possible. If it's even possible, make a two minute vine. And. Just ram them down social media's throat. I mean, I think we're going to see all those videos. If you watch C-SPAN, you saw all the videos. And I think we're going to see all those for the next six months or whatever, five yes, months. definitely. Yeah. Um, did you see Howard Dean?
1: I, I want to say I heard part of Howard Dean because people wanted him to scream at the end.
0: Did he scream at the end? Yes. It's, so this is. <laughs> let me give you my notes. <laughs> Howard Dean was talking so for a he- while. So here's what here's what I write about Howard Dean. It's, it's worth it because it goes to a fun place. Howard Dean mentioning the Harry, that Harry Truman had envisioned universal health care like 70 or whatever years ago. I was unaware of that. Talked about how 8 million children now have health insurance due to Hillary's work back in the 90s. Talks about Obamacare adding 20 million more people covered. Talks about 90% of Americans are now covered under Obamacare. Talks about people who can afford whatever, blah, blah, blah. So then, but he's rambling and he's talking and he's talking and I write down, every time Howard Dean speaks, I'm waiting for him to end it with, ah! (laughs) And then I write, and 30 seconds later, Howard Dean actually did it! Exclamation points across the page. (laughs) Standing ovation, he he lampooned himself and walked off the stage like in glory. Oh my god, it was that guy could have been the president of the United States if not for being like, We're gonna to go to Iowa and North Carolina and South Dakota and we're gonna win <laughs> <laughs> and there went his chances. Good times. Good times. Uh Madeline Albright. Uh she sounds a lot different than she looks. I had no idea yeah, she was he has
1: a much younger voice than she like than an appearance, right?
0: A million percent. That is my exact point. Well said. Yeah. Okay, Bill Clinton. I
1: thought she spoke
0: well. Like, she, she mm-hmm. did a good job. Completely agree. I, I, really, I totally agree. Um, Bill Clinton, 10.09 intro time, starts telling the story of meeting Hillary, which he told for about an hour. Um, hot take, Chelsea Clinton might be the only person in history who will have both of their parents be president of the United States. Um, that might be worse than the lot of Jeb Bush, whose brother and father... We're president of the United States because it's like literally the gene pool that created you. We're both leaders of the free world. What are you going to do with that?
1: I don't know. I almost feel like the brother thing is worse, though.
0: I don't know. Oh well, he's junior varsity all the way, but like she has like she has to become like a six-term president in in in, in, in a way to like eclipse there. You know what I mean? It's out of control. Yeah, I don't know. But I really. Yeah, she, she's th- Yes, Um, I do like how this was the first time that we learned the Clintons love. Well, Bill Clinton loves Police Academy, and they watched six of them in a row. Fun fact, yes. I've never seen even one. Well, you should see the first one. The first one was good. Um, So, let's just move on. Meryl Streep comes out. I love the streeper. Can't beat the streeper. What is she wearing (laughs) now? Oh man, it was like an American. It was like a Jimmy Buffett style Tommy Bahama shirt it's incredible. with American flags on it. And it's like you're an A-list Emmy Academy Award winning actress, Golden Globes, the whole shebang. But you know what? She she introduced the whole grace and grit theme, which...
1: Well, my, if I may insert my hot take, I was one because all conservative radio was in uproar on Tuesday because there were no flags on the stage on Monday night. And somebody said yeah, there was like a Palestinian flag or something. I was wondering if she wasn't just like doing her part to, to just mock that whole
0: outrage. But anywho. You want a flag on stage? It's on my body. Boom. I like it. Um All right. So let's go with um, Alicia Keys basically closes down the night. Pretty baller just in terms of star power. Um, right. Not bad.
1: They're uh, not lacking in star power.
0: No. A lot of stars. Okay. Night three. No, no Scott Baio. No Scott Bayo. But you know who they did have on night three? The first guy I saw, lieutenant governor of California, great first name, Gavin Newsom. Yes, indeed. Oh, he's the lieutenant governor
1: now?
0: He is. Yeah, no longer mayor of San Fran. Um, yeah, he was
1: mayor when I was last night, last I was engaged at all. But
0: he, yeah, he's a lieutenant governor, solid speaker. He definitely, he calls Trump defeatist and retreatist, which I enjoyed. Um Yep, yep. Um, calls Mike Pence the most anti-gay lesbian governor ever, or not ever, but currently. Um, right. And I'm not sure if he's number one, but he definitely is in the top five, so I don't think he's too far off there on fact-checking. Um, right. So, another hot take from night three. When Democrats are backing John McCain because of how Donald Trump has disparaged his war hero uh, status, you know your candidate is literally like an excuse-ridden... An indecent person.
1: Well, you know that this is going to be the election that gets the asterisk in all the political science textbooks for the next, you know, however many years. The enemy
0: of my enemy is my friend. A lot of taking down of Donald Trump. We see Sigourney Weaver, aka Dana Barrett of Ghostbusters. It's good to see her. I really do. A I really do enjoy her voice. Um, you know, she's taking down Trump on climate change um, and all the you know deniers of climate change. I did like former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley. I think this is the first time I heard him actually speak. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of the early Democratic debate just because I didn't really – I wasn't as intrigued with the car crash potential. Um, so anyway, he takes down Trump's economic policy um, and, and he also starts dropping the hint of the belief in the scientific evidence of climate change. Um, so the only – so here's I guess what my, my kind of my take is this night. The Democrats were so optimistic about everything, right? I mean, it makes sense. They're in power. They're trying to keep power. The only... And the, the Trump mantra has been about being afraid of everything, and he can fix it. The only thing that Trump's not afraid of, because he doesn't believe in it, is climate change. The only thing the Democrats seem to be afraid of is climate change. <laughs> they actually literally cannot agree on anything. So right. that's cool, All right? Good times there. Uh, I went for a run for a while. When I came back, Leon Panetta... Was crushing, was crushing Donald Trump. Actually, let's bring in Ryan now. Ryan. I didn't watch that. I heard he got booed during his comment. Well, he got booed because it was all the Bernie people saying "no more war, no more war, no more war." They, but they're the same people who they, you know, like they're going to go Bernie or bust type people. Like they, they don't want to live in the reality that we're already in the midst of war, and therefore we can't just stop doing war now. You know. <laughs> um, it's like
2: it's like what they said to um. Tommy Lee Jones and Under Siege, man. The 60s, the movement is over.
0: (laughs) All right, let's go to the Biden family. Um, Jill Biden, the only gig more anonymous than Vice President might be the spouse of the Vice President. I forgot about Jill Biden. Good to see her. I agree. Yeah,
1: I don't even know. I forgot what she looked like. You really never see her
0: face. Never. Good for her. I thought Joe Biden kind of crushed it. I must admit, I did not
1: see him speak. Um, I went back
0: a little bit of it on YouTube, but I didn't see much of it. He also came out to the Rocky theme song. Interesting choice. Like it, I guess. Somebody had to. It was Philly after all. I'm wondering if the, those people were as upset as um, the Queen was about We Are the Champions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um I haven't heard of any protest
1: being
0: staged on Twitter. Let's see. So let's, let's move on. to uh, I'm going to go Michael Bloomberg. Uh, my favorite part about him was just, besides talking about uh, electing a sane and competent candidate, was when he said, I'm a New Yorker and I know a calm when I see one. I just feel like there's a yeah, lot of people... that peop- was definitely the money, the money line that was getting played the next day. Pretty good. Talking yeah. a Democrat or a Republican in this, this context? <laughs> well, he's an independent, so I guess both. Um, anyway, he was actually Rep- elected as a Republican, too. Which he was, is fan- yeah. He, he served as a Republican... And did you guys see the um the Elizabeth Banks and Friends, this is my fight song, acapella? No. All right. I need to saw a clip of it the next day. It's interesting. A lot of star power in that. That's all I got there. Um, any thoughts on Tim Kaine, besides being the soccer dad to end all soccer dads?
1: Oh, my goodness. The tweets were so wonderful. Like, Tim Kaine is the dad who gonna catch you smoking weed and but not tell on you but just talk to you about brain
0: development (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good that's pretty good he's another one who comes off as like very personable
1: i i think he's probably a very sweet man um i take my issue with him as a catholic is that he's one of those like i personally oppose abortion but i'm gonna vote for it to be legal um which i just find to be somewhat disingenuous um And I I personally see it a different way. But I think he seems like a a, a very smart pick for her, like a very strategic pick, Um, reaching to the middle, for sure, which Bernie fans won't appreciate. But they're going to vote for her anyway because they're not going to want Trump. So I think she made made a smart move with him.
0: Really quickly, I want to end it on Chelsea Clinton, I want to end it on Morgan Freeman, and I want to end it on Hillary, okay? Right. Had you ever heard Chelsea Clinton speak before last night? I had not, no. Had you? No, I'd never, ever heard her voice before. That was like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even more than Joe Biden. Seriously. Like, out of nowhere. Chelsea Clinton, seriously, like, I didn't, I've never heard her speak. So, I thought she did a nice job. I thought she's a pretty good speaker. She also corroborated Bill Clinton's love for Police Academy, which is nice. Right, um, you
1: made mention of it. Yeah, I just actually just listened to Chelsea speak right, prior to this.
0: Fantastic. So, uh, Morgan Freeman narrating Hillary's hype video. That's a. That's. I don't care what your politics are. That guy's a great narrator. Uh, directed by Shonda Rhimes, I do believe, unless I got my facts wrong. That R- hype video. Yeah, exactly. So dart- Dartmouth's Dartmouth, Dartmouth, Shonda Rhimes directing the narrator to end all narration, Morgan Freeman, who is going to narrate. Like, like the the documentary about him one day. Like, can he just can he just can that footage now? Because right. like or, they do for people people's obituaries. They get it already ahead of time. He needs to read it. Like, can he do his audio obituary now? Or can James Earl Jones record it? Because he's the only person who can maybe hold a candle. Yeah. All right. Can I give you my hot take on the entire final night? Of yeah. the convention? I, absolutely.
1: Um, my summation was that it was kind of like a feminist, like. Like, best, best dream and worst nightmare summed up in one. And I'll tell you why. Please. Obviously, feminists would be thrilled to death, you know, the glass ceiling being shattered, you know, this incredible milestone, all these empowered women speaking. But on the flip side, it was totally, like, the, the rhetoric played into this narrative that women are cooperators and collaborators and that women are not individualists, and I don't know, it's just like, if you believe in that kind of societal construct that women are always, like, collaborators, and that's what they do best, and that's what they want to do, I feel like I've read so much about how feminists hate that kind of being put in a box, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I guess, like, I felt
1: like it was, like, awesome from a feminist perspective, and also really frustrating at the
0: same time. Which is kind of sums up, sums up life in America in 2016, does it not? There Why can't Hillary
1: just be like her, if she is like kind of a hard ass, like the way that, sorry, family show, but the way that, you know, her reputation is like, why couldn't she just show that? Like, why couldn't she show that she's just like all freaking business? And that's why she's going to be the best candidate, you know?
0: True. I I do think that, um, and it's tough because you've, you've got to be tough, but you've got to be affable. And there's no way to be both simultaneously. So anyway. um, If you're a lady, I feel like if you're a dude, it's like not that hard. True, which is hard as well. All right, so let me ask you this. Um, Do you believe the mantra of America is great because America is good if Hillary is going to win this thing? I know we're a long way away. Or do you believe that I alone can make America great again? And and, And I know you'd rather vote for Gary Johnson, but... I don't really care who you're voting for. Who do you think wins this thing right now? Oh,
1: I think Hillary wins it for sure. I thought the convention did a wonderful job of like humanizing her, and again, making it, their whole family seem like super nice and like awesome people. And if I didn't disagree with her policies and have some issues with her background and choices that she's made, um, I you know I thought she came off great, and I think the convention she should get a nice bump.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good prediction. All right, listen. Stick around for a second. We're going to end it there, and then what's going to happen next is we're getting, when everybody comes back, we're going to hear our buddy Dan O'Brien, who's been outside of the arena the whole time. But oh, wait. One more thing. One more thing. Please, go ahead. If you haven't seen the clip of the Philly Fanatic scaring Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show, you need to go watch it because it's worth it. Ladies and gentlemen, after you go to and Google that, Savannah Guthrie getting scared by the Philly Fanatic, who is a Drexel alum. So, Boom okay ladies and gentlemen, as promised our buddy who's been outside of the Wells Fargo Center all week at the DNC Dan O'Brien joins us. How are you Dan? I'm doing great I've, I've been the man on the street and DNC in PHL which was
2: the hashtag in the room was using so I am very happy to be here and to use all this information and sights and sounds I saw this week uh, for the filibuster freestyle
0: yeah so and, and you know full disclosure it's Friday night you your, your city has finally been disinvaded by all these people who descended upon it so it sounds like you and your wife or maybe you and your friends or maybe everybody went out and enjoyed this, the city is now back yours again you went out tonight correct where'd you guys go uh, we went at the local restaurant uh, they, they have a happy hour for people with kids oh it's, you know, Genius. it's yeah, light wine you know wines are four dollars $3, and uh, it's pizza and fried
2: chicken, which everybody can enjoy. Uh, and, of course, as per usual, uh, we had to leave early because one of my kids had a meltdown. So.
0: <laughs> Is that a thing for you guys? Yeah. yeah, well, it's for them, not for me, for the kids. Correct. Yeah. You're, you're a mild-mannered human being. You're, you, you can handle your business.
2: Yeah, I like to call my children the California contingent. Uh, the Cali- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what I'm referring them to, to from now on. I like it. I like the California contingent. Which one had a meltdown tonight, son or daughter? Uh, the younger, this is the daughter, of the two-year-old Annie. Uh, yeah, she just couldn't, couldn't, handle, it. couldn't well, handle it. Well, well. So, hey, Annie, thanks for ruining uh, family happy hour. Much appreciated. Trying to enjoy cocktail in the sunshine in mean, a beautiful city, and she throws it. Because I know your parents don't like to have a cocktail or two at all. So thanks a lot, yeah. Annie. No, all right. I'm taking everything away with. Did, did your wife, Dara, our lovely um, Bravo TV correspondent, enjoy some rose wine or no? Uh, that's exactly what she enjoyed. Great call. See, that's how we we listen. You know why we listen? Because the filibuster freestyle and filibusterfreestyle is a place where people can like people care. We got we got bios now. We got to get your bio. We got your bio up actually. Nice job. Oh, is it up? Yeah, okay. your bio is up. I think you are in like third or fourth place on the bio. You know, you're on the metal stand. I think maybe fourth. Sure, I want to, to change that. But okay. Yep, and then we're gonna get some pictures up, maybe even including some of the sites and scenes, mainly the sites. Uh, that you took this week, you snapped this week during your um, fantastical odyssey to the DNC invading your hometown. Yeah, so yeah, one of the advantages that I had is that I, I you know, as you know, but the, the listeners might not know, is I work for the city.
2: Correct. Um, and uh, so I was able to take lunch breaks uh, to go around and just see some of the things that are going on, and I actually took a couple hours off of to go check out the thing right i clocked out uh, to, to see a, a couple extra things and one, one of the additional advantages i
0: had was that the bernie campaign the most uh, ardent of bernie supporters their headquarters was right out the side of the front door of our building oh. so I got to
2: see them all week and it was fun
0: talk about the show coming to your front door literally yeah. exactly I, I sat in my office and Trying
2: to do work or trying to do things, and I could hear the speakers and the whatever the the, um, the chants going on from outside my window, and I'm on the 16th floor. So. so they were making
0: some serious noise.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Earlier in the week, they were making a whole lot of noise,
0: and it, it kind of. Do it, they fizzle? Do they fizzle out?
2: It definitely fizzled. I think one because uh, reality was sinking in, and two because it was an, an oppressive ninety high 90s all week in Philadelphia.
0: Uh, so they ran out of steam. It's not conducive to hand or brush. Yeah, I mean, we, we did the 4th of July there one year that I did it. My buddy Emerson and I came down and saw you guys. I, I could barely take the Paco home, it was so hot. Like, let alone scream and yell and holler about Bernie Sanders. Literally, they were feeling the burn, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, and there, there's about 10 days a year when it gets oppressive. All four of those were the DNC this year. Rock and roll is what you get for doing it in July. Um, Were people, you know, I had a question that was going to be, were the Bernie Bros everywhere? Were they feeling the burn everywhere? But it sounds like you didn't have to stray too far, first of all, to see that. Well, certainly right outside the door of our building, which is right across from City Hall in the middle of of the city, uh, the Bernie Bros on day one, Monday, were
2: absolutely everywhere. Uh, Like supporters, you could
0: not find. You couldn't find a Hillary button, quite honestly, on day one. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and I think that is partly due to the fact that the Hillary supporters were all there
2: specifically as delegates and weren't attending meetings or what have you. And a good deal of the Bernie supporters were just traveling in unofficially to, to lend their,
0: their support. How similar are they in person? And I, again, when I say they, I literally voted for Bernie Sanders. Like, right. I, I did, you know? Um, you so Son of a. Which, which allows me to say the following. How much were they like if a Grateful Dead concert were to roll into town with their fan base? Good
2: question. Uh, it was very similar. It was like a it was like a Grateful Dead concert. Certainly on, on Monday, it was not as much as a Grateful Dead concert. It was like a pro-marijuana, pro-anarchist, pro-communist. Uh, it, there was a definitely, in the air, it was a lot more heated on Monday. There was an energy in the air when I started to think, this week may not go that well.
0: Uh, then, <laughs> uh, I mean, there were definitely some things going on Monday and Tuesday night where, like, certain speakers just, like, even Leon Panetta, I was starting yeah. to say this with Anne, like, he was getting booed just for talking about the subject of war and troops. Like, he was trying to make a point about how Donald Trump's not fit to be the president's commander-in-chief. And all the Bernie people were like, no, no, we're just going to yell about no more war over your voice and fluster you. And they did, completely. That, that, that was kind of a theme throughout the week, and, and quite honestly, I'll tell you, I don't, I, I'm not going to mix any, any words. I, I, I'm a bit of a progressive. I'm a liberal myself. Yeah, uh, I, I lean that way, so we'll just throw all the cards on the table. Throw them. Um, I did vote for Hillary, but you know what? I enjoyed, I think Bernie added a lot to the game. He, he, he put the you put a lot of interesting competition Correct. And, and frankly, you know, I voted for Bernie in the primaries and I live in North Carolina. Ber- Bernie wasn't getting out of North Carolina. like, it, yeah. like it, That was a safe bet on your that was, a, that was That was me doing what way too many people are now doing with Trump, which is like, oh, someone else won't vote for him? No. A lot of people are voting for him. Yeah, your vote was a statement more than a actual vote. Yeah, I'm going to come around. You know, I'm going to come around. I thought, in fact, not to get too into it, but I, I felt like by the end of last night, I was I, I was never gonna vote of course for Donald Trump, and I would ne- I just wouldn't I would just Mickey Mouse, Scott Bayo, my bottle of wine I'm holding in my hand, any of those people or, or objects would get my vote over Donald Trump. But I, I do I do feel better, but I do feel much better about Hillary Clinton today than I did on Monday. As you know Which is the point. Of, you know a couple of my friends who
2: are not part of the filibuster the Freestyle family are sometimes very uh, hardcore Republican.
0: Correct. Them from hometowns and such. Yes. Uh, and the most ardent of them,
2: uh, who was the best man at my wedding, uh, is even saying, "Like, listen, the worst case scenario with Hillary is status quo. The worst case scenario with Donald Trump is they open the seventh seal of the apocalypse."
0: Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Captain yeah, Dogs definitely. Living Together, masteria. Yeah. So we're we've we've going to go on a prediction a 100 days to get
2: the predictions to elections and talk about this. This
0: is about the four days in Philadelphia. Correct. So let's, let's get back to this. Okay. So scale of one to infinity, how hard was it to get around Philadelphia in a car this week? Um, it got progressively better as the protests were
2: tempered and uh, the, they uh, got smaller in number. Uh, day one on Monday, I left my work at 3.30 in the afternoon to pick up my son. From my son and daughter from their daycare, which is about uh, fifteen blocks away, yep. it took an hour and a half to drive there. Uh, oh. yeah, yeah oh. that was that was a bit of a nightmare. I will say this: uh, the one thing I noted on Twitter, on social media, from outside people coming into the city, is complaining about how to get down there, and have, it was so tough to drive and park, and they got dropped off twenty blocks away. There's literally a
0: subway. A subway goes right there. That goes right to the there, front door of the building two blocks from the building uh, and it,
2: nobody just knew it was there and I don't understand why. Uh, so all these complaints about having to get down to the stadium and come back took them two hours to get there two
0: hours, two yeah, hours to It could have cost you two subway tokens and you had yeah. a hell of a good time on the subway with the people who take it all the time and yeah. you would have gotten dropped off, to your point, walking, like like throwing up like a nine, a nine iron away from the front door of the Wells Fargo yeah. Center.
2: So I think that was a little overblown and maybe it was a uh, failure not to promote that
0: enough or from the... the... Yeah, SEPTA, where are you at? By getting ad by. Let's do this.
2: It's a little hollow. Nobody from Center City, nobody takes an Uber down to the stadium. You just take the subway. It's very
0: I mean, the Philadelphia subway slash L system isn't doesn't go everywhere, but one place it does go is the stadiums. As <laughs> my father would
2: say, it gets you from point A to point B. It's not pretty, but it gets
0: you... Oh no, it's not pretty. But I enjoyed my time there taking that bad boy. Um, All right. Let me ask you this: Did you see any celebs, quasi-celebs, anything like that? Uh, I did
2: bump into uh, Mayor Bill De Blasio as, long, as I was walking out of a, a lunch place uh, yesterday afternoon.
0: Okay, so that was yeah. Just saying, yeah, that's Yeah, that's legit. That cool. Where? Where was? Go ahead. It, that was at 12th and Chestnut, right by two blocks from City Hall. Excellence. Yeah, he was just standing
2: out there with a couple. He had a, a couple people with earpieces and a couple aides and. Some people were talking to him. Most likely, uh, from what I heard, it was something about uh, welcome to Philly and New York sports Stink, something like that.
0: That sounds about right when you go to Philly. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
2: uh, that kind of thing. Uh, the la-
0: I did, I did
2: walk into the presidential nominee motorcade this morning. Uh, so that was it. That was cool.
0: Uh, and you saw Hillary's motorcade this morning.
2: I saw Hillary's motorcade this morning uh, driving. Yeah, had a first speech. They had a bus tour that stopped at the first time. It was at Temple University, and I saw their motorcade driving up there today as I was walking across the street.
0: You uh, know, 12 different cars.
2: One SUVs, I did see Tim Kane's face from inside one of the SUVs uh, peering out. Uh, and in true Philadelphia fashion, there was a pedestrian crossed against the light in the middle of the 12-car procession and made one of the SUVs swerve so hard I thought they were going to flip over
0: so, yeah. Tell you what, nothing more effective than just a guy who doesn't give a rat's butt. Just doesn't care. Just, just, doesn't care. just no. battle of who cares less, this guy cares less. <laughs> it was, it was, I was shocked, appalled, and a little impressed. Yeah. God bless America. Um, okay, sounds like you had an encounter with the, the, the legendary, the infamous, the reputable, is that a bad word? Um, no, reputable. 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 No, that's Well they're the worst. They're the worst. The Westboro Baptist Church. They're the worst. Bad adjective. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bad boy. Bad noises. The Westboro Baptist Church was going to be appearing at the uh,
2: local uh gay and lesbian
0: transgender transgender center in yep. Philadelphia center city to, to protest against it.
2: And so they wanted to put out something like, Hey, we're gonna have a counter protest that's just gonna be, you know, non confrontational and whatever. Uh, so I wanted to go down and support and check that out while I was there. And also, you know, quite honestly, and I say this a little sheepishly, a little shyly, uh, I've been hearing the Phelps family from the Westboro Baptist Church. So thats at the family that runs it. They've been on Stern. They've been on whatever. They've been in, in the zeitgeist for about 20 years now. I wanted to see them for myself and just see, like, this what is... What size these punks up? Exactly. That's what they're made of. Uh, so I get down there. I walk down there and I, uh... It, I have to say it was a little bit emotional. It was very, it was a lovely scene, quite honestly, because I show up, there was, what they estimated was a little over a thousand people that showed up outside of the, the LGBT uh, center. Yeah. Um, they had, they were all dressed with signs, great signs, and I think some of the signs that you, you see are going to be posted on the website. Yeah. The 3 sign website. They were uh, counter-protesting signs, and they were uh, mostly hilarious if, if some some, you know mostly hilarious uh,
0: so what, what is some like this? so for instance when you talk about counter protesters this is a bunch of normal people who don't usually protest anything come down and just try to ruin these protesters day yeah you have a thousand people
2: that basically fill up two city blocks on both sides uh, to create
0: a wall they call, it, like, they call it like a
2: wall of love like a wall uh, and they just they had a band
0: come down, a full-on brass band nice. down. Uh, and just played songs for
2: two straight hours, and everybody sang, and there was, you know, everybody's holding signs to have fun. There was arts and crafts tables. Uh, it, it was just a lovely thing. You truly would not have known that the Westboro Baptist Church was even there because I was walking around and saying, where, where are these fools? I walked down the under block. four members of the Phelps, Phelps family whom I actually recognized from seeing them.
0: Quasi-celebrities once again. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> Star-studded
2: cast. Yeah, they, had, they each had four signs strapped to their back, so they were each carrying like four or five different signs. Sure. Uh, and it was just the four of them standing there, and you wouldn't even know they were there. Uh, and they left after 20 minutes because uh, nobody could hear them or see uh, them. So it was, it was really a nice event. I actually took a video. Uh, that I think I sent you, I don't know. I don't know if the tech team for the Filibuster Freestyle can upload that.
0: We are we, we have a – we've got a shot. Um, the, most of the crack research team is about to go to Spain for 10 days uh, on oh Sunday. Boy. But I do think that tomorrow could be a big research team day meeting. So we're, you're, you're telling me you sent some videos for the crack research you need to put on filibusterfreestyle.com as well? Yeah, I,
2: there was two videos I sent. One was like a 20-second thing of like when they, the whole crowd was singing. It was a lovely the other video was a bit of an angrier protest. I saw the same day, earlier on Monday, uh, where people were uh, they, they were basically calling for anarchy, I believe, and it was, it was a little eff the police type, uh, type business, which is that's uh, a tough sell. That's a tough sell in a civilized society.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're starting to come around. So I mentioned on a podcast earlier this, last week, you know, Michael Jordan kind of made a double-million-dollar donation to kind of both sides of the equation on this whole blue lives and black lives. Because the only answer is, like, you need to, both sides need to act a little bit better, and both sides need to be a little bit better, and both sides need to, like, give a little ground. I think that is a, a very nice and concise summation of what the situation is because
2: I think both sides could improve a little bit. Uh, and I think both sides could give a little bit. So, uh, it's a well put.
0: Correct. So Michael Jordan... You can, be, you can be fans of both sides, too. Correct. Everybody's right, but everybody also can do a little better. Yeah. We're all human. Come We're on. all human. All right, because man. Any other protesters worth noting? Oh,
2: geez. I feel like I saw every movement that has ever been protested protested within the last four days. And so protesters said, of the protesters. There was... Pro, ah. there was pro sodomy protests. There was anti sodomy protests. There was pro weed protests. There was pro communist protests. There was Black Lives Matter. There was Bernie or bust. There was, you know, well, There wasn't a lot of Hillary protests because I guess you no, know, she already won, so there wasn't all
0: that. You can't protest what's yeah, yeah. No, but it was hyper, there was hyper-religious protests. Even besides
2: uh, Westboro Baptist, there was another group that was running around with signs, like, uh, you know, whatever. All sort of hyper-religious uh, hyper signs. Uh, there was one of the weird, awkward, and surreal moments that I walked into is after work one day. I, I walk out, and they had, uh, as you know, Gavin, having lived in the city on Wednesday nights in the summer, they do something called Center City Sips to encourage people to go out on Wednesday nights and have some cocktails. Get a little tipsy. Yeah, so it was sponsored by Bud Light, and it's like, it's super sponsored, and it looks like a very, it's a very corporate event, trying to get people in there to get, to drink it, right outside of City Hall, and 18 feet outside of the gate for this is anti-abortion protesters holding up, like, those awful abortion
0: pictures, the, very I mean, work. again, everybody's got a right, but time and place. Exactly. Yeah, and, and then. 30 feet across the street is the Field of Burn people where uh, that Jill Stein from the Green Party yep. is, uh, is
1: holding a conference. And it was just having all of that together was, uh, you know, it was a fantastic stew of democracy. Uh, it
0: was you awesome. are kind of, if the Olympics are to like random feats of strength and skill from people of all walks and types of life, it's almost like Philadelphia became that for the American, at least, political sphere for four days. Yeah, and I think it was a it was a pretty good place to
2: have it too, because it, it Philadelphia again, as you know, is a pretty diverse city, culturally, racially, whatever. You know, it's it you get, you can get a, you run the gamut in Philadelphia, but they all got along. And I would also like to throw out a big compliment to uh, the the police did a nice job.
0: It's nice when common sense prevails.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and it, and it did. It, it meant, you know, of course, you have your your fringe elements who were you know challenging or provoking or trying to provoke. Of course. Uh, but one of the one of the good things about the Philadelphia police did, well, good things they've been through the ringer a little bit. They I mean, there was a huge occupy presence for a little over a month in Philadelphia back when that was going on in 2011, I believe.
0: Yeah, eleven. Uh, yeah, elevenish. Yeah.
2: And so a lot of them have gone through that, and they've they've done a lot of the uh, the de-escalation tactics and studied that. So it's good. I'm very proud and pleased with them. And I I grew up in a law enforcement family myself. At the same time, I recognize again, like we said, they have a little to do, but they did they
0: played a big part. in making uh, nice. everything go swimming. well. That's that's cool. And again, as a city employee, you know, congratulations to you guys for pulling it off. No, well, you're welcome. No problem. <laughs> so anything else you want to plug <laughs> may, I, may I also add a future plug for a podcast that's going to be made this fall is that uh, uh, Dara and I have booked our tickets to Charleston yes uh, for the fall so if that is happening and we are
2: going to do a podcast on Southern Charm and probably about five other things uh, coming this
0: October live from Chef's Bar we're going to get Chef Rose on the show we're going to do one it's going to be awesome we're going to win so big it's going to be huge <laughs> filibusterfreestyle.com alright Dan I'm going to play the outro if it can work here thanks for being on stick around for a minute let's catch up okay thanks for having me guys take care thank you buddy and you know we're dancing (laughs) Darren's dancing another pundit in the house it's a pundit (laughs) palooza (laughs)
1: filibusterfreestyle